This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Whistling inside with a two-hand flush. To college. Just wait until March, bro. To the pros. Baker Mayfield. This guy is a loser. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Just try to imagine Baker Mayfield going on a game-winning 75-yard drive inside of Ford Field. It's just not happening. Baker leans in. There's the snap. Blitz comes. Mayfield back. Loads. Goes. Picked up by the Lions. Intercepted by the Lions. Intercepted by the Lions. Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes. Oh, baby. 1.33 to go. The Lions are going to San Francisco. Derek Barnes with the interception. Dan Campbell in his third year has brought this franchise back to beyond respectability. And for the second time ever, it can be said, the Detroit Lions are playing for an NFC championship. You guys are unbelievable, man. I'm telling you, we talked about it all, all year. This started a long time ago. You're built for this. You're built for this, man. And look what you guys did. You went out there and the what? It's another hot team that we knocked off. You're unbelievable. an introduction for a victory Monday. John, spectacular work on the intro today. I didn't know how it was going to go over. I'm glad you liked it. Well, I, you know, I get the props for being right about the whole Baker Mayfield yeah. thing. You get Dan Campbell getting emotional. What more could you ask for with that kind of stuff? That right there is what you live for if you love sports. Moments like that. Moments like Sunday. Guys, for decades... For decades, we've been watching the Lions, and it was only a pipe dream that they could be playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. That's real. Get used to it. On Sunday, the Lions are playing one game away, and they are in the big one. They're playing in the Super Bowl. They're going to Vegas if they can get it done. It's no longer a pipe dream, ladies and gentlemen. This is reality. And maybe they didn't shellack the Bucks the way I thought they were going to do, but they did enough. They played mistake-free football. They forced turnovers. They did exactly what they needed to do. John, I'll start right here with Aaron Glenn. This guy, what he has done to turn this defense around has been marvelous, to say the least. Marvelous. This was one of the worst defenses in the NFL for the first half of the season. It was awful. Garbage. Putrid. Couldn't guard anybody. Alabama probably could have scored two touchdowns on this team. But you look at what they're doing now, they cause pure chaos. They take away the ability to stop the run, and granted, they didn't do an excellent job of that yesterday, but still, they only held Tampa to 89 yards. It's good work. And then you cause chaos. Pure chaos. 
with the guys you have in the secondary, in Ify Melifonwu, in Brian Branch, in C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Aaron Glenn deserves a head coaching job. I know we've, I know we've bashed him. I know everyone, including myself, has taken a shot at this guy. But there's a reason this guy's interviewing for head coaching jobs right now. He's a leader of men, like Dan Campbell. Oh. He has turned his defense around, <laughs> like Dan Campbell. What the last two weeks have been for anyone who lives in the state of Michigan, oh, it is uncanny what this team has done for communities. Everyone, everyone has rallied together for this team, whether you like football or not. Everyone. Even the football diehards, the casuals, the ones who have never watched a football game before this year. Everyone's together on this. Dan Campbell has brought the city together, and I can't underestimate the value in that because that's what sports are all about, right? Bringing people together, having a good time, sharing these experiences. That's Dan Campbell, ladies and gentlemen. MCDC. Make that guy the mayor of Detroit for all I care, John. Woo! Well, two wins away from getting a, you know, a, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, a key, to the, a key to City Hall, as they say. That's what you get when you win the Super Bowl. May as well build a statue of them. I mean, Huge talks about it when he precedes us that everyone's got to get a statue. I mean, Barnes might get a statue at this point. Even the guy in Subway today that I talked to was all into the really? Lions. Oh, yeah, really? I walk in instead of get, getting a uh, high welcome to Subway. It's how about them Lions? Wow, yeah. I, I got really excited. Talk from to you, the guy. though, not from him. No, no, no. <laughs> this was from the worker. <laughs> and, like, within about 60 seconds, I realized, oh, this guy's definitely on drugs. Oh, and nice. has no idea what he's talking about. But, hey, man, even the drug head, even the crack addicts are out talking about the Lions. Nice. Everyone's at. I mean, you wake up, the Lions. You eat breakfast, the Lions. Mm-hmm. You take a shower, the Lions. You go to work, the Lions. You get home from work, Lions. <laughs> you go to bed with a smile on your face knowing the Lions season is still alive. And the Cowboys season is over! Wow. This Cowboy hate, you should expect it from me. But America's team is still in. America, did, tell me you saw that, right? Yeah. New York Times. New York, New York Post. New York Post. Same thing. Nah, not even close, but keep going. New York Post, right on, I think it was the front, maybe it was the back page. The back page. The real America's team. Yeah. The Detroit Lions. You got mad at Jim Harbaugh. It, it was the Lions all along. It or, was. Or I knows? said that. That was my main reason. America's team does reside in Michigan. So Detroit Lions. They've got two of them. <laughs> no, they don't. There's only one. <laughs> oh, this game don't against Tampa was just, it really, fi- I, I want to get into the mind of Ben Bosher because Baker takes Come the on. field. Yeah, for that final drive, I'm thinking of you, buddy boy. Uh, of course, I'm thinking of the city. I'm thinking of everyone who, who who's rooting for this team and 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 this and that. But I'm thinking of you. Um, are, where was your confidence level? Because I felt I'm like, you know what? The first drive or the last? The last drive. Oh, Baker we, gets we, the we ball. We won that game. I that's that's how I felt too, which was surprising. And I think had to feel good for Lions fans. And I know there's probably a portion of people that are, you know, sweat through these games all 60 minutes and have seen so much Lions football until it says zero, zero, zero on the clock. You, you can't fully celebrate. And I get that, but I, I didn't feel they had a real shot. And you mentioned it on air. And that's why I thought of you, obviously like Baker got the ball in his hands, drive down the field, extend this game, throw a pick, throw a pick. I, that's exactly. <laughs> I told the Not people to I was it watching on it him, with, but I told the people I was watching it with, I said, watch this. <laughs> Game's about to be over, and we're not going to have to do a thing besides catch the football because Baker Mayfield's about to hand us a present. By the way, respect to Baker Mayfield for 347. 
Through the air, though, too. Yeah, I mean, he had a good game. And listen, the Lions are going to live with those type of consequences. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go back and look at the last five games and purely look at the passing stats, and I don't want to nerd out over the passing stats. This is, this is a victory Monday. This is a time to celebrate. This is a time to live in glory. So I'll throw out the number 989-837-6125. But if you look at the past five weeks, the Lions, sounds bad, are allowing 373.6 passing yards per game. Terrible. Opposing wide receivers averaging 177 yards receiving per game. But during that stretch, Detroit has nine interceptions and only has allowed 11 passing touchdowns. 17 sacks and are 4-1 and one in those games. And everyone knows they should be 5-0 and oh because still kind of salty that didn't get that Dallas win. But who cares? It's in the past. Season's still live. The Lions are one of four teams left, and now we're just four quarters away from making a trip out to Las Vegas. It seems like a pipe dream, but it's real. Oh, it is so real. The Detroit Lions are here. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere, John. This is ridiculous. No, they're not. No, they are not. I, it, j- just a feel-good game. And I'll tell you, I mean, it was, it was closer than I thought it would be, and, and, and I was compelled by it, man. I mean, what a weekend of football. That atmosphere just blew me away again, too. I oh, mean, and they were so close to getting another home game. <laughs> they were so close. If Green Bay would have just gotten uh, the job done. Rooting for them pack, huh? Kind of. Kind of. I, I wanted another home game, but when they actually lost the game, I kind of had like a devious smile on my face. Like, yeah, ah, yeah, screw this Jordan Love guy. He's a bum. Nah, it's okay. We could still watch at Ford Field, by the way. I was I was going to bring this up, but I waited to bring this up on air. They're giving uh, tickets to just watch it at Ford Field. This now one, it's not a Jerry World screen at Ford Field. No, but no. See, this game, NFC Championship, Super Bowl on the line. Yeah, this might be one of the ones where I lock myself in the I, dungeon. Because well, because this lock is the, the door, put it, a chair underneath the handle, and. Ghost mode. Yeah, Can't and, and, get a hold of me. Might be one of those kind, kind it, of games. It might be because I don't know if you could do it in the Super Bowl. And not to get ahead of ourselves, obviously, but the Super Bowl is a social event. Yeah. You know, you, you got to make an appearance, man, you know, wherever. Like, I, you might have to lock yourself in for the NFC Championship. I, maybe you don't even, I, I, you would be the guy not to watch the Super Bowl with anyone, though. Yeah. I, I don't know if, are you? <laughs> I, lo- I was here for the National Championship. Here in terms of uh, here in the studio, I watched it here. Wow! I was lo- didn't want to be around anyone. Nice. Just wanted to lock into this one. Went down to Detroit for the wild card. Yes. Hung out with a couple friends for the divisional game. I don't know, man. <laughs> with the trip to the Super Bowl on the line, someone's getting punched. So I might have to remove <laughs> myself from all situations. Wow. The, I'm I'm being dead serious when I say I don't think I've gone like a good 20, 25 minutes this entire week leading up to the game where I didn't think about the Lions. I think I even <laughs> dreamed about them last oh, night. Sure. I think I had a dream that me and Jared Goff were just throwing catch yeah. in the backyard. Yeah, going out for routes. Ooh, hit me here, Jared. King I, of Detroit. I, I pictured it a little differently. Have you seen, uh, you've seen, uh, oh boy, uh, Field of Dreams? Yeah, of that's course. What I pic- that's what I picture. <sighs> Jared Goff's Kevin Costner. Or I guess Goff would be the dad and you'd be Costner. Cancer could be cured tomorrow. And I think <laughs> I'd be like, cool, the Lions play on Sunday. Anyway, 989-837-6125. Let's enjoy this Victory Monday. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, I want to talk Jared Goff. I want to talk some of these rookies because, wow. I I mean, there can't be another team that has made it this far in recent NFL history that has relied this much 
on not one, not two, but three different rookies who are imposing their will as not only important players on this team, but some of the most important, like players you wouldn't win without. And yet this was rated F in terms of draft classes. Remember that? Everyone just dogged on this draft class. I think you did too. Not your boy. No, I had a hot oh. take on our previous affiliation. I said it's a, it, it was a reach for Gibbs, but you can't, I couldn't be mad with drafting him. They like, don't they win that game without draft, Gibbs yesterday. My whole thing was they could have probably dra- uh, traded back and got him at like 17, 18, maybe in the 20s. They already did but trade back to get him. That's, did they? Yeah, they were six. They traded back they to 12 traded back, and they yeah. got him. So I, they could have went back even more, I guess, or you didn't have to draft. A, you know, I, Again, that was my take at the, at the time. I liked Laporta, and I liked Campbell. I thought Campbell was actually going to be the best pick out of all of them, even with Branch included. I, I, I honestly thought in year one Laporta was going to be fourth. Of, the, of those four, the, the Campbell, the Branch, Gibbs, and Laporta. Well, let's keep that conversation rolling on the other side of this. We'll be back in 90 seconds. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. Brad and Dan have been very intentional about bringing in those type of guys who can, who can handle moments like today and moments like last week and, and ups and downs of a season. And um, I think it's all been intentionally done by them, and um, we're not here by accident. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Wise words from the king himself, Jared Goff. Uh, agree with everything he says, no matter what, obviously. Oh, of course. Uh, but he, he's right. I mean, they're not here by accident. Every single team in the NFL outside of maybe, what, do, what would you say, Chiefs? Probably the only team, maybe the 49ers you can throw on there too. Every single team would do anything. They would trade in whatever they have to have the culture that Dan Campbell has built. Everyone tries to emulate it. Everyone tries to tell the media, tries to tell their players that this is about the culture. That's what we're trying to form. No, Dan Campbell's the only one to do it. Out of pure grit. They don't have the most talented roster in the entire world. They don't have the best quarterback in the league like some of these other perennial playoff teams do. But they've actually done it. While every other coach has att- attempted to, Dan Campbell's not, got it done. This, this team is not... They, they were never going to lose another home game. I'll tell you that right now. They weren't going to do it. Frank Ragnow's dying out in the field, and he just refuses to come out. Now, nah, get away from me, trainers. I'm good. He's ready to go to war. He's a warrior. All of these guys are. Everyone made fun of the original speech when he first got hired. We're going to bite your kneecaps. But if you listen to the full thing, it's we're going to keep getting up. You can knock us down, and we will get up again and again and again until we're the last man standing. That's what the Lions have emulated. That's what Dan Campbell has built. And Brad Holmes, for one, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. There's three guys on this team. Brian Branch, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta. Take any one of those guys away. They're not in this playoff spot. Mm-hmm. What he has done through the draft has been remarkable, to say the least. When you look at a team that's, again, as everyone around here knows, but has struggled for so long and then finally reach the point of being relevant and even more so being in the NFC Championship, you're, you're going to look at the players, obviously, but I, I think more so than any pretty much any franchise in the last couple of years to like come from nowhere and Kansas city's included in this. And I think Buffalo's included in this as well, where there are perennial teams that just couldn't figure it out for a long time. And then were reconstructed to be contenders. And that's what I think the lions are going to be over the next couple of years and not to get too ahead of ourselves, but you're going to look at a key player, a key, uh, you know, a key trade or something like that. The lions have just built they did it organically. Say, I, I don't. They built it organically, and I don't want to say they built a culture out of nowhere, but they sort of did. It, like the remnants of what before, what was before Campbell was nothing. 
Fat it wasn't Patricia. Owen, it wasn't Owen sixteen bad, but it wasn't anywhere it was close to average. It was pretty bad, dude. So like you know, you, you may get on your high horse and oh my goodness, Glenn and 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 Johnson and oh how many hypothetical head coaches do we have? Yada yada. No, the men who built this team are the ones who get the credits before the players. And that's not a shot at, you know, St. Brown and Goff and Gibbs and Laporta and whatever. But the biggest superstar of the Lions, it's Dan Campbell slash Brad Holmes, yeah, they'd depending be the first on who one. you ask. The- and it's it's just so funny because, again, we're going to get into positional breakdowns leading up to this series and the X's and O's and, and everything like that. But, no, you know, forget that. Let's listen, celebrate. But Well, no, I, I mean during the week, of course. But, like, listening to Cowherd today on our air, you know, he mentioned, okay, position, breakdown, whatever – the superstar is is Dan Campbell of this team. Like, like th- that's the 180 because you know this better than anyone, Ben. This is a Lions team that has had superstar players and even good teams in the last couple of years, but they're or not the last couple of years, but I could I I would just say I in know the 2000s at times, you know, like obviously Stafford, Johnson, like th- there was teams that sort of had a shot, whatever, but they didn't have the right culture. They they just didn't have it. It wasn't sustainable, it wasn't anything. The Lions in one fail swoop have gotten all the pieces. An OC that probably could be a head coach. I'm not going to put Glenn there yet, but probably. And then Dan Campbell, who is, you know, might as well sign him to a massive extension too. Yeah. And, and it's just amazing how it's been turned around in such a short amount of time because, and we'll take a look at this draft class. If you get one, maybe two rookies to contribute and be starters and, and have great seasons, you're in the jackpot. To have the rookie class that Detroit has, and even not rookie class, second-year players, third-year players. To ever, have, since, you, ever since Brad Holmes got here. To, yeah, to have that youth there that's just already, like, tops in the league. But like, they're, to, like, the third youngest team in the league. Yeah, I, I, it, it's astonishing. And and to turn back to Coward for a second, because a couple weeks ago, you know, you were listing Gibbs in the topper, you know, top echelon and 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 yeah, naming five better running backs well, than Jameer Gibbs. No, and, and that's what you did. And and some people, you know, are texters or 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 whatever, like, ah, I don't know about that. There's people in national media today calling Laporta already, you know, one of the best route runners in, in tight end history. Like there's there's people there's people going above and beyond for these for these rookies because they've been that impressive. And it's just amazing to see in the first year uh of of a lot of these guys. And like you said at the top. They don't have the most talented roster top to bottom. I think they're playing the team that has the most talented roster from top to bottom. They don't have the quarterback. They have the quarterback advantage this week, in my opinion, but they don't have the, you know, again, as as much as we're going to extend off. And yeah, they've had the quarterback advantage every game so far in the playoffs. Yes. Including the one they're going to play on Sunday. How about that? Correct. Mundo. This is the culture that has been built here. I I think you got to go all the way to the top. To really give some credit yeah, here. You can. to Sheila Ham, you can, because what she took over was, uh, how do I put this without being garbage? Being too, yeah, that's one way. Garbage. Um, I was gonna say a, a flaming pile of dog crap. How about that? Nice. Um, from the old regime, in what she did by hiring Brad Holmes, hiring Dan Campbell, mm-hmm. one win away from the going of the Super Bowl. Never used to happen. The brand new Lions, man. And going back to your point about it's been not just this draft class, but multiple years in a row now, starting with Panay Sewell, all pro, Amon Ross St. Brown in that draft class too. Then you build your defense right after that by drafting Aiden Hutchinson, who, by the way, has turned into one of the biggest monsters left in the playoffs. Yesterday, four tackles, one sack, tackle for loss, Three QB hits, 
eight pressures. That sack on third and four, tied 10-10 early in the second quarter, that was huge. Got the Lions the ball back, ended the Baker Mayfield drive. The Lions haven't been trailing yet in the playoffs. And the Bucs were marching on that drive, and thanks to Aiden Hutchinson, who has eight sacks in the past four games, he said that's not happening. The run defense is there. The chaos with the secondary is there. This team has transformed into a legitimate Super Bowl contending team. It doesn't feel real at this point, but it is. So pinch yourself, it's real. Yes, the Lions are big underdogs heading into this week. In fact, they're the big underdogs to even win the whole thing. Yeah, worst odds of the four teams remaining. That's fine, because guess what? In what other way would you want to do it besides underdogs? This is the Detroit Lions we're talking about. Mm. This is bottom feeders of the NFL, have been for decades. You don't want to walk into a game of this magnitude favored by a ton. Hell, we started this thing as underdogs. Let's finish it as an underdog. You're going to be an underdog in the next two games regardless of how they go. Mm-hmm. You can keep you can beat San Francisco by 30. You're going to be an underdog going into the Super Bowl. That's fine. That's fine. And by the way, whether or not Debo Samuel is going to play completely determines how I view this game. But I hope he does play. I really do. There's a lot of Lions fans who probably wishing, well, if he's already hurt, you may as well say <laughs> Rightfully so. Rightfully I so. think that team changes a lot without Debo Samuel. And like you said, we'll get into the preview later in the week. But mm-hmm. no, f- forget that. If it's Detroit versus everybody, let's play everybody. I don't fear anybody at this point. I think I said very early on in this show, like back in October, I don't fear the 49ers. That remains true. This is the Lions we're talking about. They don't fear anybody. Whoever's in the way, whatever stadium they're in, whether it's grass, turf, West Coast, East Coast, North, South. It doesn't matter. What matters is they are going to be the last team standing. They're not going to give up on themselves. And that's what has me feeling like it's a real shot. They've got a real shot to win this entire thing, which I don't know if I would have said a month ago, but here we are. <laughs> no, and, and, and one, one thing that you could have called this team coming in and maybe, oh, there's some, you know, uh, I guess worry and stress going into that first playoff game was how many guys in this locker room, and we talked about it earlier, you know, when our show launched and pretty much every week we hit on it a bit, but none of these guys have been in this spot. You know, like you probably know this off the top of your head. How many active players on this Lions roster have been in a Super Bowl elsewhere? I mean, besides Goff, obviously. CJ. But, and yeah, and Gardner Johnson. I think that's the only like, two. And, you want, and we talked about, you know, even let's go back to the deadline. Let's bring in a veteran who has postseason experience, yada, yada, yada. These guys look ready for the moment. Oh, they're good. And maybe they're not even aware of the moment fully, but I'll tell you, I mean, the the, the shot that gave me chills on the television side, Hutchinson, where they and they, mm-hmm. they captured it perfectly, where he just like you saw him just fully absorb. He wasn't celebrating with his teammates. He was just fully absorbing the crowd. And Tariko was detailing the fact that, yeah, he was one of those people. He was in the, you know, in the stands watching Lions football as a kid. And now he's helped them get to the NFC championship. It's like they are aware of the moment. So I don't think you could write it off that where it's just like, ah, uh, they, they, you know, they don't even fully understand what they're doing. No, they do. Mm-hmm. And they're not but letting they're not it overwhelm. Yet. Yeah. And they're, well, they're, and that's the thing there. I mean, they, they, they're well aware. Yeah. There's still more to do. It's not like, well, I, if they lose on Sunday, the season's a success. No one's going to say we failed. Mm-hmm. Like they overachieved already. But that's not the mindset inside of the locker room. And you can see that every post-game speech that they post, every locker room celebration, they know there's more to get done. They haven't accomplished their main goal. And until they win two more games, they haven't done that yet. But like you said, 
They're well aware. These kind of opportunities don't just come up out of nowhere. I mean, think about how many great teams there's. Aaron Rodgers, for example, on the, on the Packers, in the division, only made it to one Super Bowl. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time, regardless of how we view what he says on a microphone. He's one of the best of all time for years. For years, this was a Packers team that had 10, 11, 12, 13 wins in the regular season. And they only went to one Super Bowl. You can't take these moments for granted. Hell, the Cowboys make the playoffs every single year. And now all of a sudden, the Lions have more playoff wins than them this century. More NFC Championship wins than them this century. Don't take these moments for granted. Live in them. Embrace them as fans. Because yes, the Lions are going to roll in next season as a very good football team. There's no doubt about that. But there is zero guarantee they end up back in the NFC Championship game. So embrace this. Love it. And let's celebrate a Lions win today for crying out loud. It's a victory Monday. 989-837-6125. You guys can chime in at the Frick Sports Bar text line. One more time, that's 989-837-6125. We've got a Lions injury update. I want to give some awards out to some of the people for yesterday's performance. Uh, and I got a lock of the day, of course. Plus, Jared Goff? Are we ready? Are we ready to pay him? <laughs> we'll find out next on the payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. The payoff, fueled by Forward Energy, Ben Bosher, John Vacari, celebrating the Lions win. John, did you pop pop some champagne bottles last night? Drink some wine, however you celebrate. Did you do it? No, I'm not Brad. I'm not going to open up wine. I didn't have a beer either. I I I was uh, I was chilling, and then I had to watch some more football. You know, Bills Chiefs. But I uh, I I was I was just I, I'll say this. I was watching on social media. That's what I was doing. I was watching you celebrate and you taking a selfie with your uh, division championship hat on yeah. and your chain and everything like that. Aiden Hutchinson jersey. And, and uh, you know, obviously follow a lot of people that uh, I just like to see their their happiness. They're, it was it was really good to see. And and again, <laughs> what what a moment for this state. Uh, already again, 2024 national championship and then a conference championship appearance. 22 days in, I say end it, Ben. End We're the on year. the rise. On the rise. Everybody <laughs> else, now. get out of here. I'm. I have like too much confidence right now. You do. You in, always do. In my, That's good. Well, no, th- this might be like irrational. Not good confidence, it, like it Sam Howell too. type confidence, where he can just run around <laughs> and, and wants to throw the ball. I, Baker Mayfield type confidence. I, I like Sam Howell getting strays on this victory Monday. <laughs> <laughs> There's people listening that are like, well, "Who's he quarterback again?" Of? And, and, and not, that's not Sam a shout at you, people. That's it's like Sam Howell. Um, is he in college? What <laughs> is he in the Ohio State transfer? No, he's the Commanders quarterback. Yeah, he's a terrible organization. Uh, mm-hmm. Couldn't couldn't <laughs> couldn't be us. <laughs> Peasants, can we? <laughs> That's a a garbage organization. (laughs) Broke. Broke boys. Broke boys in DC. Could you imagine (laughs) rooting for a losing franchise? Oh my god. That like we're we're already at it's been one year. They have two playoff wins, and I'm already at a peasants. Hey, what have you done? What have you done for me lately? Yeah, that that's exactly what this league is. What have you done for me lately? And so and lately, Jared Goff. It's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. (laughs) That's all I'll say. Pay that man. Hey, that man. So we're we've done the you know ups and downs of the golf contract extension talk, and again he still has next year under wraps. But you want to pay him and not have to pay him top dollar, so you could you know pay all these other guys that we mentioned of this draft class and everything else. But you're sold. He's the guy. Name two better quarterbacks than him in the NFC. I love this game. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm serious. All right, all right. 
I, you're, you're not going to like one of them. Do not say Dak Prescott. <laughs> do not do it. You're not. You're not. You're not going to like two of them. Then, uh, going into next year, in terms of just talent of what I've seen, swear to God, if you say Jalen Hurts too, Dak Prescott and Jordan Love. <laughs> I take love, right? I know you're not going to like it. I know. Text in. Come at me. I, I love love. I do. It, it, of what he has, of what Green Bay has. And, and I was not a hater, but I was just like, all right, you know, like, I, and I was big on fields. You know, I was big on fields and I was wrong about it. And I figured love might go down the same way. He's got, he's got one elite, uh, not even elite. I would say one great player on that offense. And Aaron Jones is running back. He has made Get no name here, receivers man. look great. And again, like a year ago, you know, Goff didn't have a, the, one of his two running backs and a tight end because they were still in college. I get it. But, you know, what he's done with that. And then Prescott just based on nope, we're not doing what this. I've seen. I, I can't and, get and into again, this conversation. And again, now. and that's it. And, and I used to take Hurts over him. I no, can't. No, Hurts is I ass, can't. man. I can't. Hurts sucks. That was, that was a I'll, miserable I'll tell you this. I'll season. make... For I'm, both the... Col- how... I'll, no, I'll make we're not, for we're not doing this. I, I we're just, not doing this. I just don't pin him uh, the loss on him. I, I'll make you feel better, though. I'll make the people feel better out there. Three quarterbacks. We'll see if you can name the other two or all three. Three quarterbacks have had 14 win seasons with two different franchises. Can you name them? Peyton Manning. Correct. Tom Brady. Correct. Kurt Warner. Brett Favre. <laughs> no. Jared Goff. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant three other. I no, assume no, no, Jared no, no, Goff no, no, was yes. in there. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. Those three. Okay, that's 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 pretty good company. Brady, but Jordan Love better than him. <laughs> I'm just talking about pure talent at the position. What he's got, dude. They almost just beat San Fran, and he's got Romeo Dobbs and whatever. Again, just what I've seen. And listen, listen, Goff has the chance. You know to what? Almost winning games is it's losing games. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm I'm just I'm just saying in terms of in terms of what he can do. He wins games. That's what I, he does. I'll tell you. I like winning games. Everyone's so it's concerned awesome. with the quarterback that's going to make the big play or the deciding play in the uh, in AFC Championship, obviously with Jackson and Mahomes, or not Jackson Mahomes, but Jackson and Mahomes. I'm looking at the quarterback who steps up in the San Fran Detroit game and yeah. the one who makes the a play or, above their pay grade in a way because. Or in other Brady words, which one doesn't f up? Yeah, I, I mean, you could phrase it like that too. But but I think like yeah, Goff might have to scramble again for seven yards in a make or break spot. Purdy might have to make a throw more than twenty yards down the field. Ugh, like never one one of those two might have to do that for their team to win. I like and and who's going to be able to do it? I hope it's raining. I and, hope it's and, downpouring. No, you don't. Goff can't throw in the rain. Uh, did you watch Brock Purdy in the rain? I saw Brock Purdy in the rain. I would think Goff would have a similar result. I don't know. I think we would be able to run the ball a lot better on say They looked like a mess this this weekend. Uh, and Green Bay still couldn't get it done. But <laughs> for some reason, you love Jordan Love. I, uh, Jordan I don't want to get into a fight. This is a victory it's Monday. Okay. It's supposed to be a happy Monday, and you're you're making me upset. If we do player grades, I think you're going to come I'm again. I'm doing to player like grades today. That's last week's stuff. Or, I'm sorry. We're going to do some game awards. But first, let's game do awards. a little Lions injury update. Dan Campbell didn't speak uh, about this in the press conference today, ironically. But it sounds like Brock Wright... Actually, we know this. Brock Wright, broken forearm. He's going to be out the remainder of the playoffs. That's why they signed three-time Pro Bowler. Yeah. Or at least the corpse of the three-time Pro Bowler, Zach Ertz, who was released from the Arizona Cardinals after seven games. But James Mitchell breaks his hand. Brock Wright breaks his forearm. Sam Laporte is the only guy left, and he's not even 100%, even though he led all players yesterday with receptions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they bring in Zach Ertz, who... I don't know, man. 
sure, he probably can still get open, kind of, run some routes, kind of. I like his, this move a his lot. His blocking grade. It was the only move to make. I, I, there I, was no I, one else available. Right. This, this is a guy who, who was great with Philly for a long time, and then they realized they had someone comparable in Goddard, so why pay Ertz more money? And then Ertz went to a team that really didn't have a quarterback, and now he's been sitting at home. I, again, you could phrase it. There's always a two two sides to every coin. You could say, ah, oh, maybe he's not in playing shape, or is he really ready to just join a playoff made roster? I also look at uh, it as they don't have any other he, bodies, man. He, he yeah, he got a lot of rest. I, I get he's 33 years old. This guy was a premier tight end in the league for a long, long time. I think even as a decoy, even if he's just throwing his body around, that that's beneficial. Just to have again, look, and again, you say name caliber. He has to do it on the field. I understand that, but like. I, I don't think he's any, a body. That's all he is. Man. I, I don't think you watched Arizona and you're like, oh, he was washed. He had he had Dobbs throwing him the football, and then Murray, the Rocket like, Man, Josh Dobbs, the Rocket Whatever Man, Josh Dobbs. Like I, I just, I just, I, I think he could still contribute, and I don't think anything motivates a former Super Bowl champion, by the way, more than just joining uh, a team that. Wants to beat San Francisco. I think in bigger injury news, Jonah Jackson uh, yes, had to huge. clean up his knee uh, from a, had had a minor surgery. I don't know if it was last night or this morning, but had a procedure done out one hundred percent this Sunday in the divisional championship game. Has a chance to return to the Super Bowl if they make it, because mm-hmm. you get the bye week in between. But uh, that that's not good news. And I don't want like again, so happy. Happy day. Victory Monday. We're not going to poop on anyone's parade quite yet. But Coyote, the backup, is credited with five pressures on 28 pass blocking snaps. It's not a good ratio. And they went right after him. They went Jackson went right down. after him. Talk about Tampa here. And going against this, San- you know what? We're not doing it today. <laughs> uh, and then Khalif Raymond would be the other one. We'll find out later in the week if we can get our punt returner back. But God, anyone could be better than Donovan Peoples Jones. He looks like he's running with a piano on his back. Yeah, I, I mean, I forget what play it was exactly. I don't know why he's your returner. By the Th- way, that's what I'm saying. I put JMO back there. Well, th- someone asked FIP about that, the special teams coordinator, and he was like, "Ah, yeah. JMO's a little further down the depth chart. I want Amon yeah, Rob back there because I get you know put your best was, player it was, it was in there. Khalif it's a before. I get that." Um, I want Amon Ra back there, man. Uh, Donovan can, Peoples can, uh, Jones you has. You can't put St. Brown back there. You nuts. Why? This is the playoffs. Just in case he gets lit up. This is the playoffs. You, you're, you're not putting you're Saint playing Brown, with the you're Super not Bowl. Brown back That's stupid. There. It, what other teams putting their premier receivers a punt returner? When, when's the last time you saw a punt return touchdown? When was the last time the Lions had a chance to go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> you can't put St. Brown. Debo no Samuel's chance. the other one. Debo Samuel would be the other guy that you got to touch on. Uh, didn't fracture his shoulder. That's all we know. But they said he was 50-50 on whether or not he was going to play on Sunday. All I know is if he plays, either him or CJ Gardner's Johnson's getting ejected. They hate each other. They publicly fun. hate each other. It's be fun. I can't wait. Popcorn. Did you see Gwen Gardner Johnson flip the ball to Baker, by the way? Of course. Of course. <laughs> that was classic. This, this dude is He's just, just a menace to society. It's unbelievable. And, and, then, just, and then he kept going at him after the game. <laughs> He, he, he already started beef with Debo again. Did you see that? I, I'll tell you, and I guess you, you look at it more fondly because the Lions beat the Bucks. Baker's hilarious in some of these games. Baker's man. He, great. He got, I, I forget which defensive tackle. D- didn't even like uh, wait too long to get up, but like Baker thought he took a little long and started like barking at him when he got sacked or like it was a, it was a pressure and a rush throw. It's like, Baker, dude, you're going to like, 
you, you go one-on-one with one of these 300 pounders. It's over, my dude. Like, I understand the confidence and the whatever, but jeez. You see, he plays He's with that swag. He's hilarious, man. He's hilarious. I've earned, I earned respect for Baker, unlike Matthew Stafford, who is just... Oh, <laughs> wow. Don't care about him anymore. Freaking loser. Uh, all right. Let's get to some awards. I've got a couple awards from the game, but... Let's do it. Let's take a quick break first. Oh, right. uh, we'll be back. 90 seconds. Again... You guys can celebrate with us. 989-837-6125. That's the Frick Sports Bar text line. I've also got a lock of the day coming up, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay Region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. And you got to believe how far we can go, man. Believe it now. Believe it now. Uh, This is a good win. Enjoy it, man. It's come once in a lifetime. Like Alex just tell me, man, a lot of people don't make it this far, but we did, man. And love everybody in this room, man. Everybody in here deserves it. That's why we're here, like Coach said. Hey, man, time to prepare for San Fran. Hey, man, time to prepare for San Fran. That's Derek Barnes, game-winning interception. Another piece that Brad Holmes drafted. Kind of a late bloomer. Didn't sure. come along right away. First interception ever. First, first career interception. Oof. Can you imagine that? And he'll be signing that photo for a long time. I'll tell you that much. He's going to... In 10, 15 years, no shot at him here, obviously. But 10, 15 years when, you know, you, you see him at like a, a Michigan sports convention or something, he's going to be signing that photo of him intercepting that ball and punching the Lions to the NFC Championship, which is hopefully the first of many in Detroit. And then you get to look at his Super Bowl ring. Oh, there, there you go. Nine there you eight, go. <laughs> oh, yeah, just kidding. He's going to have a pick in the big game, too. Don't worry. 989 <laughs> <laughs> Let's hit the Frick Sports Bar text line. Ben chiming in, not me. Of course, John is a Jordan Love fan. Jared Goff is the best QB in the NFC North. The way he has rejuvenated his career with the Lions is purely magical. John is just a sorry-ass Giants fan who's sad that his team will forever be mid. Yeah, forever mid. (laughs) Four Super Bowls, but we'll move on. How dare you? Two in in the last Yeah, we know. We know when they came. Uh, All right. (laughs) Nice. Let's make some money. All right, let's do it. Give me a sec. <laughs> Let's make money. What are we? Oh, no, oh, no, we're making not money. The we're making not money. the fox. Not money. the fox. Oh, there we go. Geez. I'm sorry. I'm Lock sorry. of the day. Oh, you better lock it up. Funny. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right. Lock it up. All right. Between that One more and I'm you sorry. going like 0 for 9 last week in somehow five days. And, and if, oh, no, you, you hit the Red Wings nine. one. No, I'm just kidding. No, that 0 was for 9 in what? Wait, I'm sorry. In the lock of the day. In the lock of the day. I've hit the only one I've done. Oh. I've no, only done one lock, and no. it, was, it was Larkin getting a half a point when he scored the OT winner against Florida. That's all I've done. I wasn't here then. Wow. I might be thinking of someone else. All right, give me your lock. Give me your lock. You I go don't first. have one. What is going on today? <laughs> I don't have one. I thought you had I'm one. focused on the Lions. Okay. You, said, you literally said in the intro, too. You're like, oh, I got my lock of the day. I could throw one out there, but I'm not going to no, no. I'm not gonna lead I, the people I, astray. Fine. Uh, you know what? I'll give the people a lock. I was three for three last week. Yeah. may as well start it up again. Uh, I'm going... You're going to the NBA today. Yeah, great. I know a lot of people won't like it. We're going to the player props. Yeah, great. Jason Tatum under 29 <laughs> and a half today. Uh, they're going up against the Mavericks. They're going to need Jason Tatum to step up defensively. I think he's probably the primarily de- primary defender on Luka Doncic, which means he's going to take a step back offensively. Uh, and plus, whoever's guarding Jason Tatum for the Mavs, they don't really do much on offense if you're not named Luka Doncic or Kyrie Irving. These guys are going to have a primary job of guarding Tatum and not asked to do anything else. I'm taking his under today. 
There you go. Amazing. There you have it. That was Lock of the Day. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. This is this is this is getting sloppy. It is getting sloppy. <laughs> but you know what? Who cares? Because the Lions won <laughs> again. That's all they do. That's all they do these days. Uh, all right, let's hit the Frick Sports Bar text line again. Jimmy from Bay City chiming in. How's it going, Jimmy? Uh, oh boy, John, these are the best days when everyone's just attacking John. Not maybe for John, uh, but for me, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for everyone listening, John runs the soundboard like the Giants quarterback. There you go. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. There was a couple of them this year. <laughs> a couple of them this year, unfortunately. When When is that John- An injury-prone guy who has half a rib, an Italian they found in the fields of New Jersey. When is that Tommy DeVito contract extension coming? Hopefully never. <laughs> the only contract extension is Goff. No more contract extensions for anyone else. Because last time he gave one to a guy named Danny Dimes, who he won a playoff game too, Ben. And everyone was so happy. Uh, he didn't win two, though. He no, he did two. not win two. He got killed by the Eagles. Let's give out some game awards before we get uh, this thing over with. Well, that sounded that sound so negative, man. <laughs> this is going off the rails today. Ben was so excited for this show, and I've my my preparation has led him to, I want to get out of here. It can't be said It's fast you enough. telling me Jordan Love is better than Jared Goff has made me... You put me on the spot. You didn't like my answer, man, but I'm, I'm fully for it. You make me th- want to throw up in my it's mouth. Just, it's just we crazy. We have a camera set up now, and when I, you go back and look at the footage, it's going to be me barfing. Nice. That's why I went silent when you said that. Uh, all right. Let's give out some game awards. Would you like the NFL uh, music that I played before sure, for this? Sure, why oh, not? We may as well put it to use. <laughs> uh, all right. I came up with five awards. I tasked John. I did. I did my. You, I did you my actually prep here. did this one. I did. I okay. Did. Uh, I had time, you know. Let's start out with the MVP award. Sure. Yesterday's game. Who was the most valuable player on the field? <sighs> You're like this, Jared Goff. Okay. Quarterback easy, had to step up. Really easy answer. And he did. Way to put in the work. He, he made all the throws. He, he really, I mean, I'm struggling to find just a notable mistake. Well, the, there was the drop in the end zone that should have been picked off. But besides that throw, uh, Jared Goff bounced back. And and they have faith in him too. I'll say this as a sort of an aside before you go into yours. I did question the play calling of throwing on second and third down um, when eventually Reynolds ran it in for that fourth and goal conversion of one of the Lions touchdowns. And I understand that. Oh, you have the dogs up front. They're so confident in their ability to run it in at any time that they, I think, just wanted to try and pass. And I think they thought Tampa Bay was expecting the run so much. So yeah, you're going to throw it with Goff. And he's been great in the red zone in these two playoff games. The Laporta throw. So I'm going to give him the MVP, obviously. He did what he had to do for a second straight week and has led another team, a second franchise, to the NFC Championship. Maybe if he wins another game, you'll have him as the best quarterback in the (laughs) NFC North. I gave the MVP (laughs) award to Aiden Hutchinson. There you go. This dude has been relentless for weeks. For weeks. He has turned himself into one of the best defensive players. In all of football, I think he's entering that conversation. We bitched and complained about him not getting home on the sacks. Well, guess what? Those pressures are are mattering now against guys like Stafford, against guys like Baker. Pressures matter. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Same applies for Brock Purdy. Get him moving. Get him running around behind the line of scrimmage. And it changes the play. It disrupts everything. Uh, Eight sacks in four games for 
for Aiden Hutchinson. I don't know what this defense would look like without him. There'd be no ability to get after the quarterback, yeah. even with the blitzes. So I, I think that's valuable, man. MVP. Agreed. Uh, warrior of the game. I think we have the same one. Yeah, it's got to be. It's right now. It's Frank Rag now. Yeah. Second longest tenured Lion sprained his knee and ankle in this game and continued playing. And and if you watch the NBC broadcast, Melissa Stark sat on the sidelines, talked with him before the game. And again, he talked about, all right, the, he's been here for a, a bit. He hasn't seen the best of football at times. Given this spot, given this scenario, being in the divisional round, he wasn't going to be taken off the field. It's just point blank. And he, you saw him straining, and you saw him having to go against Vita Vea, which is not fun. And, and really... Uh, the the plethora of linebackers for the Bucks too, and and again he grimaced through a lot. He's not he's nowhere near fully healthy, uh, but he was a warrior. The definition of it. How about the play of the game? Play of the game. We're gonna disagree here. I, it's the Barnes interception for me. That's fine. Seals it. Yeah. It, it. There's a lot of great offensive plays, but the defense still needed a stop to end that game. And even though we didn't believe in Baker getting down the field, the Lions had to make a play to solidify that thought, and they did immediately. It wasn't like oh they got to midfield. Oh ma-. nope. I think it was the second play of that drive. Interception, Barnes, game over. I'm going to take the Jameer Gibbs breakaway touchdown. It was tied 17 early in the fourth quarter. When I first watched it on the broadcast, I thought Antoine Winfield had a chance to get him. I was wondering whether or not he was going to make it to the end zone. As I'm watching like the all 22 film, like the above, he was never catching him. Literally 0% chance of getting to Jameer Gibbs. I know he got his hands on him at the end, but he was not getting to him before he crossed that goal line. His speed... I'll put him up there with Tyreek Hill. Mm. I'm ready to do it. How, how dumb I am, by the way. I thought he cut the wrong way. I thought he was going to go right and follow St. Brown's block of the corner and sort of just like angle Winfield that way. He's like, no, I'm going to take Winfield one-on-one and beat him to the point, you know, which is you, crazy. You should clip the, the, the that play Yeah. and keep complaining about it on social media. <laughs> should be like, no, nah, actually, he did the well, wrong well, thing here and th- cut like, the opposite. In, in real cut time, the I'm way. like, oh, wow, I'm surprised he didn't cut right, and I thought Winfield was going to angle him. Like, I mean, obviously, it was going to be a big gain regardless, but I'm like, I didn't think he was going to hustle him to the point, and he did. I couldn't believe And I, I, he's just so talented. It's unbelievable. How about the coach of the game? We're going to disagree here, too. I, you you put it uh, – I, I think you're going to go on the defensive side of the ball just because you think Glenn should be a head coach in the league now. Yeah, it gets uh, us two third-round picks. And Dan Campbell's up there, too. I'm putting Ben Johnson. I I, I, th- I think just based on, again, creativity, play calling wise, not abandoning the run, even though it struggled early, throwing in Reynolds for a fourth and goal, your third string running back and believing in him. I, I, I would give it to him because Campbell, you could say at the tail end, mismanaged the victory formation. And if Todd Bowles of the Bucks was awake, they could have called a timeout and forced the Lions to kick a field goal and gotten that ball back an overlooked portion of this game. So I'm not going to give it to Campbell. Glenn was great, too. But this offense, Ben Johnson. Uh, I can't give it to Johnson because there was multiple moments in this game where at the top of my lungs, I am screaming (laughs) at the TV, run the damn football. I get it. I get it. I get it. Oh, my God. And then Craig Reynolds came in the game, and I just about lost my mind (laughs) before he scored. Uh, All right. Underrated performance of the game. Who didn't get enough credit in this one? Uh, th- this is going to be twofold for me. Okay. The offensive line kinda just cheating, based okay. on, well, it's it, it sort of, you'll see, it's aligned in the same thought process. The offensive line, just because, yeah, the injury to Jackson, Ragnow not playing fully healthy, and they were doing what they had to do, giving Goff time, giving the running backs time, especially in that second half. And I slashed this with the blocking at the running back position. Montgomery did a good job of protecting only one play he didn't against Levante David, who had a sack against Goff. That was pretty much it. And Gibbs, especially in the first half, was really good at picking up blitzes. 
last Giants point for me, Saquon Barkley can't do it, and it's his fifth year in the league. Jameer Gibbs is a rookie, is a actual premier blocker as a running back, and he was up to the task. There's premier running backs in the NFL, and Barkley, my example, just because I watched those games, who doesn't do it effectively. Gibbs does, and the Lions running backs of both Montgomery and Gibbs did it more than not, and I think that was underrated. I said Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. Eight catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. That's like a bad game for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you look at the, his game log, he's had a touchdown in five of the past six, eight of the last 11. Doesn't have a multi-touchdown game, ironically, this season. This is his lowest yardage total since the Chicago game. And ben, you were there, not great conditions. Yeah, not. I mean, the offense was... Uh, just, I think Ben Johnson uh, just took that week off getting ready for a head coaching candidate job interviews, you know? Well, glad he didn't do it this week. <laughs> uh, King of the Pride, who is that? I don't even know what this award means. I yeah, just thought I, it sounded I, cool. I thought it was MVP, so I actually gave it to Goff. I, uh, so I'm going to just double up with Goff. I already told you why. Yeah, I gave it to Goff. I don't even know yeah. what this means. I just, right. King of the King of the Pride. You just Sound, say it sounded cool. You just want to say it's Goff's Kingdom again. Ford Field should be renamed to it's Goff's Kingdom. Goff's and it works. Kingdom. It's Goff's Kingdom. Uh, one more text chiming in. Ben says... <laughs> My play of the game was Todd Bowles deciding not to call a timeout when Jared Goff kneeled it. Did you see that? That's, I, that's what I mentioned about with Campbell. Like, yeah. He left that time up there, and they could have managed the victory formation different or actually ran a play instead. Bowles had time to force a kick. Now, I believe in, or I, I should say, I wouldn't have believed in Patterson at that point. I believe in Bagley from uh, what it would have been. But you force a field goal, and they miss. Bucks have a chance. A prayer, but a chance. Yeah, it gets back to the point. Baker Mayfield was not going up and down the field, even if they had a chance. So, all right, there it is. 60 minutes away from an NFC championship. Not a game from winning an NFC championship and then going to the Super Bowl. We're there, boys. We are boys, there. We are. And we're going to be there Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday here on the payoff. There you go. You guys heard it first here on 100.9 The Mint. Thanks for listening. That was the payoff. I hope it was worth it.